This week's episode of One Shot is brought to you by the Iron Galaxy. Scream like a school kid with the new Capsule Force intergalactic retro anime multiplayer game available now on PS4 and Steam. Check out more at CapsuleForce.com. Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your Game Master. This week, we finally do something people have been asking us to do for ages, and that's take a trip in the Warhammer 40k universe. Warhammer isn't one of the gaming franchises that I grew up with, and John Patrick Cohen, our Game Master for this week, does an excellent job explaining it. We used Fantasy Flight's Rogue Trader system. Now, the one thing I do know about Warhammer is that it is a grossly punishing and brutal universe. The one thing that I can say for Fantasy Flight's percentile-based skill system is that it is most certainly in line with the lethality of Warhammer 40k. Even the skills my character was best at, he wasn't that great at. I only had one skill above 50%. Thankfully, that was my combat skill. I don't want to go on too much more about because there is a lot of fun and surprise in the scenario that JPC put together for us. I also want to thank Brad Pike for stepping in last minute. Alex Manich was originally planned to be in this adventure, however he got sick and was not able to speak during the time we recorded. Before we get to the show, I want to remind everybody that ValorCon is just around the corner. That's in Chicago, Illinois, October 16th through 18th. OneShot has a lot of wonderful events planned for that, including Campaign versus Improvised Star Trek on the Artemis Starship Bridge Simulator. If you like gaming or comedy of any kind, be sure to show up at the show. It is going to be fantastic. Also, at the end of October, I will be celebrating my night of 10,000 nights on October 31st. That's right, Halloween, I turn 10,000 days and nights old. And you can celebrate me by coming out to the Bug House Theater in Chicago to watch a show starring some fantastic one-shot talent, drink some beer provided to us for free by the Atlas Brewing Company, and play a couple rounds of Werewolf. You can find out more details in the show notes. Before we get to the show, let's thank our backers on Patreon. David David Jensen, Jensen, thank you. Dylan Dylan Thomas, thank you. you. Kathy and Cliff D'Amato, thank you. Thank you. That's James's parents. Those are my parents. (laughs) Will Scotland, Scotland, thank you. you. Alan Sells, thank you. Oh, man. Names that are sentences are the coolest. Good on you. Dan Enders, thank you. Thanks, Dan. Adrian Muhajirin, thank you so much. Thank you, Adrian. And if we got it wrong, it is our fault. Yes. I am so sorry. Muhad- I, but th- yeah, Adrian, thank you. Thank you so much, Adrian. Jason, Jason Flowers. Flowers. Jason thank is, you. Jason's another person who talks to us a lot. Oh, golly. Thanks, Jason. Ariel Weiss. Ariel, Ariel contacts us a bunch too. Ariel, actually, uh, when he visited Chicago, he played a game with us. Awesome. Uh, He contacted me on Twitter and I had a free day and we played a board game together and it was great. And he is also paying to play more games with us. Holy smokes. So thank you, Ariel. Thank you. So much for believing in us and what we do. Ellie Akers. Thank you so much. Ellie Akers, you're a peach. She's another person who frequently corresponds with the show. So thank you, Ellie. Speaking of Patreon, at the time of this recording, we are less than $50 away from being able to pay Johnny O'Mara and John Patrick Cohen. It's incredibly difficult to work as a performer in Chicago. There are so few gigs that are willing or able to pay talented people like Johnny and John. With your support, we're actually able to help them be professional actors. 
That's pretty incredible. The reward for this level will be me running a short series in the Firefly role-playing system with the campaign crew. They'll be playing alternate universe versions of their characters in the Firefly universe. And to help us with that, P.K. Sullivan, one of the people who contributed to the Margaret Weiss Firefly books, is helping us create characters for that. Our backers on Patreon make it possible for everyone to enjoy content like that. So again, thanks to all of you, and enjoy the show. All right, heroes, let's introduce our party for this week. Uh, first up, a voice that's definitely familiar to everybody by now, Brad Pike. Welcome back to the show. Brad, why don't you uh, tell the audience, who are you going to be playing for us this week? I'm going to be playing Meatball Sub. <laughs> All right, now tell us... <laughs> tell it us. as if you're reading it for the first time. <laughs> yeah. This was an idea that you had. <laughs> I- I don't know. Somebody wrote this down on here. No, no this is what you wanted. This is, this is uh, the life that you're leading. That's right. Uh, and I'm an ARC mili- militant. And uh, I grew up on a death world. Uh, a death world. So uh, what was it like for Meatball growing up on a death world? This is all news to him. <laughs> uh, well, it was a, a jungle planet. Where uh, I was hunted for most of my life by an old man. He was always hunting me. And I I just barely got away and and, and got off the planet into space. And now I live in space. And now you live in space. Uh, How how did you flee the planet? What was the the moment where you finally got off the planet? Well, I uh, tracked down the old man to his cabin in the jungle. Mm -hmm. And... uh, I, 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 I strangled him to death, and then I stole his his spaceship. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's great. And then you just made it into space, and yeah. it's been, you know, fun ever since. Yeah. Uh, what, what, is your, what does your character look like? Um, the audience is going to picture that. She is, uh, I would say, seven feet tall. <laughs> seven feet tall? Okay. And Meeple's up is a woman. Meeple- <laughs> <laughs> that is a Did feminine name. <laughs> Um, <laughs> she wears uh, ye- yellow armor. Uh, she's a uh, huge, huge lady, um, but not like overweight. She's just very muscular and strong, and but doesn't take showers. <laughs> <laughs> no, she does not. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know how. Also, how odd that would be in this world. Right. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't take showers. Very aggressive with everyone she's got uh, red hair red hair she's got bad acne um how old is she i would say about 40 40 40 40 with bad acne that's a that's a rough path it never it never went away she's pockmarked with acne scars and the new acne that's always reappearing (laughs) her face looks like the moon if it also had acne (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right all right that's great and and uh right. that laughter that you hear is from one of our other players uh james dugan welcome back to the show man hey james this is uh my first time without alex manich i think yeah yeah <laughs> you don't have him here to guide you through right. this uh, you have the opposite and so <laughs> without the influence of alex manich here what did you name your character uh my character is biscuits and gravy uh, the N stands for none of your business. Uh, 
Uh, so I've got biscuits and gravy, aka the cavity, and he is a uh, he's a void master. What what does that entail? What is a void master for those who know nothing about Warhammer 40k? Which we're assuming that's not you. No, I I recently read three to four pages on <laughs> Warhammer uh, 40k. So, uh, Void Master, he was born on a ship uh, that was traveling through the void. Uh, he he has spent his entire life on ships, learning how they run, learning how they work, meeting the people on there. So he is uh, he's a little it's a little weird to those common uh, dirt dwellers when they have mm-hmm. to. Uh, interact with him because he's just on a whole different plane from them all right uh so what what does he look like physically if we were to picture him he is 65 years old and bald and he has a healthy beard to him he wears a cloak that conceals anything that he's wearing underneath which let me just uh, peel the curtain back a little bit for you Mm -hmm. it's pouches and pouches and pouches underneath that cloak okay Uh, pouches and pockets so does that make him look bulky to the uh it it gives him a very amorphous look uh yeah like his uh his shape is indeterminable uh, underneath that cloak uh and uh maybe those pockets have something to do with why he's called the cavity. <laughs> oh. Interesting. Uh, and because I, we have a guest ja- game master for this week, I will be playing in the game, and I will be playing the party's rogue trader. I guess I'm not the captain. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not the captain. I just own the ship, right? No, you're definitely the captain. I am definitely <laughs> the captain. Okay. So, so yes, wrong, and correct. <laughs> okay. So my character's name is Vienna Schnitzel. <laughs> Captain of the magnificent Golden Corral. I am a highborn noble. I was born into a family of traders. We have a trading license, which allows us to travel the universe. And that's something that not a lot of people have access to, wallowing in the squalor of the dirt worlds. My character is impeccably dressed. He's got a white suit with those massive, like, brush-looking dangly epaulets on his shoulders. He has a pencil-thin mustache. He's got a chest covered in medals that he did not earn, but did inherit and therefore earned by inheriting. <laughs> Sounds suspiciously like Hitler. Um, Hitler did not have a pencil-thin mustache. He had a center mustache. Okay, pencil-thin right. mustache that's is right. a tiny little right. one. I don't know. If you held a pencil up to Hitler's mustache, <laughs> they might be a they, similar It wouldn't be width. a full eclipse. It would be a partial eclipse <laughs> at best. I'm covered in uh, inherited uh, awards and epaulets. My character's nickname, as he's known throughout the cosmos is the Mater D. Uh, and it inspires fear and hatred in the hearts of his enemies. And he has many, for he has been imbued with a special destiny that he makes no secret uh, to anyone he meets. So yeah, he's he's leading the Golden Corral, searching for fame, fortune, and glory uh, in the hollow realms of outer space uh and that brings us to our game master for this session john patrick cohen hey 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 guys how's everybody doing thank you for playing this game it's one of my favorite games oh no one of your replaced by a robot i'm doing great 
Uh, is this the first time that you've run a game for the show? I've never run a game for the One Shot uh, Campaign Network before. I have run a game of uh, Rogue Trader before, so I'm, it's been like four years since I've played this. So I'm very excited to get back into uh, Rogue Trading with y'all. James, can I talk about the game a little bit or yeah, the absolutely. setting? Absolutely, cool. absolutely. So uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with Warhammer 40k, um, and uh, for those of you who are familiar, I apologize for everything I'm about to get wrong. Uh, this takes place like roughly 38,000 years in the future. What, roughly 38 or exactly 40? Well, 38,000 years from now, which would be like 30, 40. No, it would be 40,000 years from the birth of Christ. Christ which from, is okay. the most important event yes. in human yeah. history. Right, so we great. still know about Christ in this Absolutely universe. not. So what? basically 38,000 <laughs> years from now, uh, the Imperium Golden Corral survived, but Christianity <laughs> did not. <laughs> the Imperium of Man um, has been around for about 10,000 years. Okay. Um, and for those 10,000 years... Uh, has been pretty much rapid expansion and nothing but constant war. Uh, since man has made it into the deep voids of space, uh, they have unleashed hellish demons upon, uh, uh, basically all of existence. That's the void, debatable. That's true. The void has opened up when man was able to uh, travel through space through the void and released things like all of the chaos lords like Nurgle and Slanesh and Korn the Blood God. Those things are all out there. Also, a variety of alien races have popped out like the orcs, which are like orcs, mm -hmm. and the Eldar, which are like evil science elves. Um, they've all flooded into the galaxy. And the only reason that the Imperium has been able to survive is that the Emperor, who sits on Terra in the Golden Throne, and a thousand psychers, which are people with psychic abilities, are sacrificed to keep him undying every day. What? A, a thousand people a day? A thousand psychers, which okay. are... Which are not people. Which are... No, they're humans, but they're like oh. the most rare humans because they have psychic abilities. Well, they can't be that rare. There's a thousand of them fed to him the galaxy is The galaxy is <laughs> full of trillions him? of people. Yes, fed to them. Yeah, they are all sacrificed wait, to the... Just, like, He's... Basically, the empire is... The emperor is a corpse king who sits on a golden throne and is only alive through psychic energy, and the psychers that are sacrificed to him hmm. keep him undying and everlasting. How and old do they have to be? It's a very complicated system, the way that they take okay. these psychers, which is actually true. They have, they have like time. They have ships, basically, that roam the galaxy collecting uh, anyone with psychic abilities. Then they are trained. The psychers that aren't uh, deemed worthy of uh, becoming navigators, which are the people that can navigate the void through starships, right. are sacrificed to the Empire. Okay. Also, your mind is often burnt out when you uh, touch the void. Like Most navigators are blind because their eyes are burned out of their head as soon as they try to access the void. Um, so any psychers that really can't cut the test or are, are up to snuff are sacrificed to the Empire okay. or to the Emperor to keep him alive. Sure. Also, psychers on Terra um, uh, form the Astronomicon, which is the psychic, basically, guide point or guidepost of a map that lets everyone navigate through the void. They're a psychic lighthouse. It's a psychic lighthouse, basically. Exactly. Um, so that's the world that we live in. My next band. Though <laughs> <laughs> That's the world that exists, the, the state of things that they are now. The Empire's been around, uh, like I said, for 10,000 years, pretty much only sustained by constant war. Uh, all technology that was once 
is pretty much lost to us. The things that we have right now, we don't understand. There's a, a cult of tech priests that maintain technology, um, but all old technology is being rediscovered and no one knows how to like recreate the technology that is currently serving. Um, think- oh, so we don't understand how our, our ships work. How you have understanding of how the ships like to maintain the ships, but no one is building like new, new, ship. new ships. Okay. Uh, pretty much. I mean, like most, like most old technologies are incredibly, valuable because they are lost to time and war and uh like ipads yeah exactly like ipads i think they do actually have like data pads in this but they're but yeah uh technology is incredible like old technology is incredibly valuable a lot of this is like basically elements like the psyker elements are elements of magical like magical nature in this game Uh um that's how people like communicate over great distances is with psychic powers and things like that not with like conventional technology most of the trillions upon trillions of people that exist in the uh uh, universe at large are born to absolute war and squalor they never see the stars so you as a crew on the rogue of this rogue trader ship uh, the golden corral are incredibly lucky in that you have free license to spread the emperor's will throughout the universe and claim fame and fortune for your own, which is really your uh, biggest goal as uh, members of this rogue trader um, group. The <laughs> captain... Vienna Schnitzel? Captain Vienna Schnitzel is the rogue trader. He owns the warrant of trade granted by the Empire to go out and basically do whatever he wants. But you, as part of his crew, are rising to glory alongside of him. You, as a group, uh, have probably been together for some time. And also, I love that like you guys are all old people. <laughs> because, I, in, in more and before again, I can't imagine people live longer than like 20 years old. Like It's just horrible. Um, but you guys uh, uh, have been a, a crew together for quite some time have built up a, a pretty impressive profit factor the golden corral is probably your flagship um but you definitely have other ships in your like fleet you're more of an admiral than you are a captain okay um because your uh reaches we call it a franchise, a franchise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's very long-standing um the rogue trader also has interest in many different planets probably throughout this uh the systems that are sources of wealth mm-hmm. for you and things like that you are currently traveling through the Cronus Expanse, which is an uncharted expanse pretty far from Terra, uh, where it's kind of like the Wild West of space. But there's unchart- untold dangers uh, galore in the Cronus Expanse. So just real quick, so the God Emperor is not a good dude. I mean, morality in this system is yeah. not – I mean, the Emperor keeps the Empire alive. Mm-hmm. But How you choose to feel about the empire is completely up to you. Oh, okay. But so he's not—he's not like a wise, benevolent. No, 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 no. He is <laughs> a, a man of the people. He is an old like psychic corpse, right? Who like is an trying Obama to type. like a, a real Obama <laughs> type who is trying to keep the Imperium together, and the Imperium survives on war. Okay. Okay. All right. So wait, the Imperium's goal is to make more war, even though we don't really build new technologies. So the Imperium so we're just acquiring. The, you, I mean, uh, is that the hope? Is that we acquire more technology than we use up in the so wars? So the uh, the the tech priests of Arcanus Mechana or whatever. The tech priests are the ones that really care about acquiring technology and preserving old technology. The Imperium cares about sustaining the Imperium. The way that they. It sustain the Imperium is through war. It's like 
Mm. Put it into like Star Wars terms like for the me. Military this is industrial complex. what we're living in no, right I now. Star Wars. <laughs> what we're living in right now is the worst case scenario. It's like how in modern days we don't have a sustainable plan for anything. We're just kind of going day to day. Right. This has just been going day to day for ten thousand years, and they're just trying to see it not collapse. Okay. Okay. All and right. the way that they don't have it collapse is with constant war, because as we all know, war in a sustained fashion, is good for the economy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. That's what I learned from FDR. Mm-hmm. Wow, the people well, who Eisenhower. put this system together, I'm going to say, really knew their stuff. Yeah. Yeah. They absolutely did. All right. Well, let, let's let's dive right into this. I am ready to trade some rogues. Okay, so you uh, three right now um, have just completed a mission planet side on Yatar 5. Yatar 5 is one of your uh, mining planets. Um, there was a slave rebellion on this mining planet that was causing all of your uh, mines to be shut down. Um, you uh, were went down personally to handle it because the uh, governor that you had set up on the planet was completely incompetent. Um, you have since uh, killed that governor, imposed a new governor upon it, and quelled uh, Quelched? Quelled. Quelled. Quelched, I think, is a word in I think squelched. I think squelched and quelled is what I'm going yeah. for. Uh, you've quelled the rebellion, and you are now um, on route back up to your flagship, the Golden Corral. Um, you have been called away uh, on imp- matters of the Imperial Guard. They required your services, and the Imperial Guard pays well because they work for the Imperium. Um, most of your fleet has already left... In fact, all of your your fleet has already left. They're awaiting you back on your flagship um, before you depart. And you are now en route, please. In some sort of shuttle. In a shuttle, correct. Yes. Meatball sub. Yes. How long are we from the flagship? Oh, I would say about uh, six hours. Uh, I can't wait to get that deck beneath my feet again. You're not not one for planet-side missions, are you, Biscuits? It's dirty. I hate those dirt dwellers. Look, your hatred of those dirt dwellers is an asset to this organization. I feel like I don't say that enough to you. You could say it a few more times. That would be great. Your hatred of dirt dwellers. I hate even hearing their name. Uh, I need need to come up with I feel like I've used the term dirt dweller so much. It's almost complimentary. I don't like it. Yeah, I want to, I want to, I'm going to think of something and I'll hit you with it in a second. Hobbits. Oh, I like the way that sounds. It's really... Ho, which sounds, that sounds really like, ooh, minuscule and demeaning. And then bits. Yeah. Bits. I want to call it. It's got that planet. Concussive sound to it. Yeah. Yeah. There are two T's in that. Planet, planet bitches is another one. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I didn't pay too much attention to the briefing. Uh, what, What are we doing for the Imperium? Neither of you two pay attention to that. Uh, you don't know um, what the Imperium has called you away to do. <laughs> the Imperium uh, often issues orders that most likely your house of this rogue trader, your rogue trader house is quite big. You have a uh, military wing to your to your house, and they most likely need extra troops for some sort of conflict. Yeah, we don't know what the Imperium has wants us to do right now, but I would say most likely they need some of your military troops for some conflict. <laughs> All right, look, boys, we're about to head into conflict, okay? That means we're at war. And war means one thing to a person like me. It should mean one thing to people like you. Well, then let's just say it on three. All right, then. One, two, 
three, three fortune. fortune. Exactly. You, fortune. All right, wait, God, what did you say? I Meat said four. Up. I thought we were still counting. <laughs> <laughs> we got to teach you how to read. We got to teach you how to read. I like picture books more, you know? Oh, this docking mechanism is all fouled up. Hang on, I've got to tinker with this for a bit. I'll get it. Uh, give me one second. <laughs> okay, go ahead and roll, James, since we're starting this off, uh, and we can introduce the rolling system. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and roll me a tech use. Tech uh, I'm use. Not, not you, Jan. Oh, Jesus Christ. You can call me Biscuits and Gravy. Biscuits, will yes. you please roll a tech use check? Biscuits and Gravy. Biscuits and Gravy, will you please roll a tech use check? Yes, absolutely. Now, what... Am I so, looking at for uh, for listeners oh, there we go. to okay. this system? Um, every roll in this is d10 based, based off like percentile dice, so a uh, uh, hundred percentile. Um, your skills are all changed to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different um, characteristics, and those characteristics affect your skills. And you are trying to roll under what you have for those characteristics. So I believe tech use is an intelligence based skill. Yes. Uh, so I am looking to go under forty five, but I do get a plus ten on tech use. So you're looking at uh, under fifty five. I'm going to say that this is an easy uh, test. So you mm-hmm. add another uh, t- plus ten to that. Cool. So you're looking and trying to roll under a 65. Great, great. All right, I got a 12. So you got a 12, which means you had five degrees of success or four degrees of success on that success. Um, you easily fixed the uh, docking mechanism that mm-hmm. was uh, not really malfunctioning, but you kind of wanted out of that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... You managed to, like, input some, like, incorrect orders into it. It malfunctions a little bit. You shake your head, fix the malfunction, and the docking mechanism uh, works. And then since I succeeded so well... Sure. So is is it like even better than it was before now? Uh, yeah, you actually um, it was glitching up a little bit, which uh-huh. would have caused potentially like landing gear failure in the future. But you've mucked out the code that was wrong with that, and so the landing gear is is working. Excellent. All right, I call that a success. Um, you uh, as <laughs> six hours just flies right by. <laughs> um, you land back on the Golden Corral that flight deck. And uh, the shuttle transport doors open quite smoothly. I quite might smoothly. Uh, and the the bake the bay uh, ramp comes down, also very smoothly. Mm-hmm. That's some fine work. Yeah, well, you know, ships make sense. People I'll make don't. a note of that for your quarterly review. Thank you, thank you. I'm hoping to get all greens this time. Yeah. You know, uh, you can't make green without getting some yellow. That's what I always say. And yellow being the color of money in this situation. That's, that's right. I'm going to say that's right. Sure, why not? Yeah. Why don't we say that all yellow, all money is yellow in 40K? We might as well be. Um, as you step out uh, of the ship, um, you are greeted by the resident tech priest on the ship, He's part of the Machine Cult of Mars. Uh, he is an explorator by the name of Tuna Tartar. <laughs> <laughs> is that true? Tartar sauce. <laughs> Greetings. Have you anything to report? Sir, we have received a distress beacon. Mm, grave news. Distress beacon from who? 
I do not know. Please follow me to the bridge and I'll, I will explain. All right, we're doing a walk and talk, boys. <laughs> you, uh, the, the tech priest that stands in front of you is wearing his traditional uh, red robes of the tech priests. Um, he also uh, attached, uh, this tech priest has, as most tech priests do, they have a fetish with replacing their weak human parts with machine parts. Mm-hmm. He's replaced both of his eyes with cybernetic oh, eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, his, uh, his bottom uh, jaw is no longer there. He's replaced that with a um, completely synthetic jaw, which is why his like voice uh, is kind of like synthetic and, and emulated. He also has um, what the fuck is this thing called? I think it's called a a robot penis. He's got a robot penis. <laughs> oh, great! He's got a servo skull familiar. Um, what that is is uh, attached to a tube coming out of his neck is a floating human skull with a laser gun attached to it. Um, the servo skull is kind of like a familiar, uh, if you're familiar with like D and D, as my character is, as your character <laughs> is. Uh, the servo skull kind of like moves and floats around as it take, takes things in as you are walking. Uh, we do not know the nature of the distress beacon, only that it is imperial. Would you mind? Getting your floating head out from under my cloak. The floating the floating <laughs> head uh, moves from out the cloak, makes like a little like, rrr, rrr, like uh, and then kind of floats behind the uh, tech priest. Only that the, uh, there's been nothing else and n- and no further calls. Interesting. What sector is it coming from? Uh, it is coming from deeper into the Cronus expanse. Hmm. Can I get somebody to run a check on what other? What other houses are currently exploring the Cronus Expanse? In this sector, you are currently the only rogue trader that is uh, operating, that we know of, but their movements are secretive. Interesting. So if it's an Imperial signature, it should be one of ours, but it's not. Yes, also, I hate to break in, but this head is all over me right now. Could you... you I have no control over what the Arbiter Skull does. All right, then I'm just going to swat it away from me. That's fine. <laughs> the navigator who received the message through the Expanse may have more information for you. All right, let's plot a course for the navigator. <laughs> now, based on the size of the Golden Corral, this should just be an hour and a half walk. It's more like six hours. <laughs> All right, well, there's clearly something wrong with this door over here. I'm gonna work on fixing this. Um, I, I let's let's see. I think that there's a skill role associated with getting some more information. Um, oh, so are we plotting a walking course? To yeah, the navigator. Okay. The Golden Corral is enormous, right. and oh, it would boy. take it's it's six hours from the center of the ship to the bridge. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, let's roll, um... Gotta, gotta get our mass transit system The moving walkways. I'm gonna rule that we do have some pedways on this thing. <laughs> but they're all broken? What? <laughs> uh, does anyone have the ciphers skill? I definitely have the ciphers skill. Do you really? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, um, we're gonna do a skill characteristics roll, which means once we get to the bridge, we're gonna have people, uh, roll a series of skill checks to try to determine some more information about the distress beacon. Okay. Um, will, the skills that we will use will be, uh, let's see. Let's Might pause. I suggest forbidden lore? No. Yes, you can suggest that, and that's incorrect. <laughs> uh, you'll probably, a, a lore check would probably be good. What kind of lore do you have? Do you have any lore? I have both forbidden lore and uh, scholastic lore. I have common lore, if that helps at all. 
Um, However, I'm not, I am illiterate. I'm not even positive, yeah, that I can read. Doesn't say that anywhere. <laughs> also, in in this, like, in 40K, like, reading is not as important. As swiping on, on your data pads? <laughs> um, yeah, Tinder still exists yeah. also. <laughs> the old people Tinder write about millennials. Every single facet of life. Right. It's a, you're just either swiping left or right for whatever. <laughs> Uh, who has, um, does anyone have logic as a skill? Let's see, logic. Uh, I do not. I do. I'm quite okay. good at logic. And then, so ciphers is, I, I assumed that was like code breaking, but it's also just discerning information. Uh, let's, let's, I'm going to check exactly what ciphers says. Yeah, it is code breaking, but it's code breaking of like trying to get more information out of the message that you've already received. We'll do a ciphers check. We'll do a what's that scholastic lore? Scholastic lore. Let's let's call your lore um, it's another band name. Oh yeah, it's, yours. It's uh, the 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 book company Scholastic. Your scholastic lore, James, is that because that's just a basic skill. Mm-hmm. Your scholastic lore is going to be in Imperium, so okay. it's Imperium lore. Um, so we'll do a ciphers check, a scholastics lore check. Does anyone have tracking as a skill? Yeah, I do. A tracking check. Oh, I've got tracking also. Um, whoever has the highest tracking can roll it. What do you have? I've got 40. Oh, it's all you. Cool. So that's, let's do those three checks. Okay. So I'll start with, uh, Scholastic Lore on Imperium. Uh, that's a 77. That is a failure. Okay. So your Imperium Scholastic Lore is a failure. You can still continue with this strain of checks, but that's going to affect, uh, the outcome of it. Okay. Since everyone's rolling dice, um... (laughs) Gonna try the tracking. Forty exactly. So you hit the tracking. I tracking is a success. And then James, did you want to try to roll your ciphers? Yes. Uh, so I, mean I am. Yes. Uh, sorry. Yeah, I had no idea who you were talking to. He's um, in character right now. <laughs> All right. So uh, this is an intelligence. Cool. I got an eleven. And I do a magic trick. <laughs> Oh, close-up magic. Let's see here. You got an 11, which is how many degrees of success? That's how much did you beat it by? Quite a few. My, for me? Mm-hmm. Uh, I needed... Uh, what, what's uh, your skill? By three. Okay, great. Yeah. Oh, sure. actually by four, because because uh, I get a plus 10 on ciphers. So it's a success so, and then three degrees of success, or a success with three additional degrees of success. Yes. I got a 79 on my magic trick. <laughs> That's a big old failure. That's Unless a, you got an eighty on magic, right. uh, so all my cards fall out of my <laughs> and the doves and then fly I, away. <laughs> I don't even say what I was trying to do. So the ones that you succeeded on were your ciphers check and the uh, tracking, the tracking, but you lost your lore. My my scholastic lore. Yeah. Uh, so you're able to. Could I do a tracking? Yeah. Well, role? didn't he already do a tracking? I, I succeeded. Oh, on the he tracking. succeeded okay. on the tracking. Role. I failed on the lore roll. Um, oh. Yeah. Do you have any? Does anyone have any lore that would be applicable? Uh, I've got think, common I lore. I don't have any lore. Um, I also have forbidden lore. I'll let you. I'll let you. <laughs> Hate roll a to keep lore. harping on this. <laughs> I know it gets a little less forbidden every time you bring it up. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. So I am. So I'm looking to beat a 55, and I got a 29. There we 55, go. So that's two degrees of success. Okay, cool. Or success with an additional degree of success. Um, yeah, so you're unable to uh, ascertain any information as in regarding to like what the imperial, um, uh, what the nature of this imperial ship would be, mm-hmm. but you have ascertained its pretty much exact location. Um, 
it looks like once you get if you were to go to this place you could do more scans as obviously of the ship uh, from where you were but right now you've only got its location the cipher coded message seems to be a message that is um playing or was blasted out once and is being blasted out at intervals so it looks like it's not like a new message i mean the message is relatively new but not no new it's information is coming right okay. uh, it's a repeating message okay uh, the repeating message is a distress beacon it's a general distress beacon if broadcasting to imperial uh uh basically broadcasting cyclically uh to imperial you're like navigators like picking this up um uh, requesting immediate aid. Okay, and was no other the uh, information? Mm-mm. So, but the cipher. So, I had to decode the cipher, right? It, yes, correct. So, uh, d- d- is it a familiar code? It's an imperial you? code. Imperial. Code. Yeah, okay, this is cool. an imperial yeah. ship, uh, or as far as you can tell, this is an imperial ship using an imperial code to call out. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So, so just so that uh, so that I can kind of understand the scene a little bit, we have gone to the bridge and have like talked to everybody up there and that's how we got all of this information exactly okay great. Uh, but uh, mostly you were helping them figure it out uh, okay because you're the one who actually has the skills to decipher it cool all right great all right let's let's go let's warp I'm, let's I'm, go I'm, into deep warp i'm all for saving for saving ship bound people it is up to oh, you yeah. the imperium the rest of our ships uh have already warped away if we go we will go alone they've already warped away to to somewhere else? We don't need them. We the rest of your them. ships have already joined uh, the previous Imperial call. Okay, so this is the second Imperial call that we've gotten. We've already committed a bunch of ships to the other one. All right, Come boys. This will be just like the old days when it was only us. Yeah. God. We've gotten so soft having all these other ships in our fleet. I'm dying to, to take something on our You know what? Raw. You're right. I missed the days three generations ago that we take credit for mm-hmm. back when this was a one ship rogue trading organization. Absolutely. Oh, stories Grandpa you have used to come. tell. Yes, how far Ch- I've Ch- would come. Would you mind butting out of this conversation? I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. Sorry, sorry. That was my prejudice He's... showing again. Ugh. Wait. I am an equal to you. <laughs> not in my mind, buddy. Wow. <laughs> okay. Any? Sure. Great. Yeah. You have any other bits that you want to throw out there, tech priest? I have a name. <laughs> it is Tuna Tata. Listen, Tartar Sauce. Ugh. Tartar sauce. So pathetic. You can't even read. <laughs> you know what? I was was having sex the other night. I saw your... <laughs> sex. I saw your... <laughs> I replaced my human penis long ago. I saw your skull in there watching. Yeah. What? <laughs> he just vomited on the bridge. Get this man out of here! He's a mess. Yeah, this is why I don't like you. His like tech priest like mask squirted like oil. <laughs> That's how he ejaculates. He's remembering. God. Navigator, how uh, far are we from this uh, your, distress signal? Your navigator, whose eyes have been burnt away by the warp, but wears a uh, yellow ribbon around um, uh, his eyes. He uh, supports the troops. That's mm-hmm. good. And money. And money. Uh, <laughs> turns to you. 
Um, it is a short jump if we were to warp uh, to this sector. I could get us very close. All right. It's worth the risk. Let's warp. Uh, the navigator um, calls up uh, through the warp, plots a course through the warp, and the ship prepares to jump into the sector. As the warp opens up around you, the warp core of the ship spins on, and you uh, fade out of existence and jump back into existence as you travel through the nightmare that is the warp into an empty stretch of space, and uh, instantly your scanners pick up uh, another ship in space. Detail report. Uh, there's another ship. Uh, let's see. In Good space. Start. Still in space. This is a great start, uh, guys. And I, uh, just based on uh, context clues, I'm going to say this is where the distress call was coming from. So that's a great baseline report. <laughs> Did you figure that out with your common lore? <laughs> Biscuits, if you want to do some scans on the ship, I'm going to yes, need please. some uh, a tech use skill. Okay, yeah, so I would like to, uh, I'd like to scan the ship, and I'm scanning for damage perfect and and yeah i'm scanning for any damage that it's sustained and i failed that roll with a 72 great so you have no idea whether or not the ship is damaged (laughs) or not um the ship appears from the scans uh to be there okay um but you don't know anything about the state of the ship here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go to the viewport (laughs) I'm going to look out the window. Great. I'm going to look in through their windows and try and see what's inside this spaceship. Perfect. Um, that won't work, but <laughs> it does It does uh, grant you some information. Give me yeah. a perception roll. Wait, is perception a fucking thing in this game? I don't know. Scrutiny? Yeah, there's scrutiny. Scrutiny. I'm going to scrutinize the ship. Uh, perception. Yeah. Is it? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. You have to have a perception skill. It's, um, let's, yeah, do, yeah, do a scrutiny, do a scrutiny. Or a general perception what? is fine, too. Oh, I should too. have done a search. Zero. Hot damn. Bunch of zeros. All zero. All zero is 100. <laughs> so I did oh. good? No, that's the worst <laughs> possible oh, roll. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, all zero, right? All zeros is yeah, 100. Yeah, all zeros is 100. Yeah. That means something ho- horrible. So your plan oh. was to look out the <laughs> of your ship through uh, the vacuum of space into the windows of their ship to see if you could see anything happening. Maybe at that moment, like, a blood vessel burst in our brain. <laughs> well, the, so your ship has... You're right, you have an aneurysm. Your ship has a viewport, but you'd have to activate your viewport because uh-huh. right now all of your windows are, like, sealed closed but with blast I, armor. Because of the warp? Yeah. So what you do is you go up to the blast armor and you look at the blast armor on the side of your ship. For a second, okay. Uh, all right, uh, I'm gonna say I push a button and I open a door on the ship, and uh, a bunch out. of people get sucked <laughs> out. Uh, fine, that's that's fair. Uh, Which one of these is the window? You uh, <laughs> you start to go vent. You start to go press buttons Airlock? on like dashboards, but people uh, other like of the rogue traders, um, people that are like running the ship are like slapping your hands away, but. Like, <laughs> Someone stop the Ark Militant from touching uh, our dashboards, please. You're going to vent the ship. These stop. nerds. Get out of my way. Meatball, meatball. Just let them do their job. Hey. When when we need to cut someone's head off, we'll come to you, okay? Right. Now, rogue trader, Captain Lord. Please, I, call I, me Mater D. <laughs> Mater D, I have done a preliminary scan of the vessel and Excellent. learned nothing about it. Uh, it could be damaged. It Room could not for be improvement. Damaged. It could be. Oh no! Don't put that in my report, please. No, don't I'm put sorry. that in my report. I wish that I could change the rules for you. Look, biscuits. I like you, but 
but you gotta perform, and you've learned nothing from your preliminary scans. I have. Uh, I I volunteer. Can I spacewalk? <laughs> are you asking? Are you asking me if you can spacewalk? Yes, is that a technology I'm, that we have? Uh, no, and it, you would probably most likely take your transport shuttle over again if you were trying to get onto the I, other ship. Oh, okay. What, was, what are you trying to do with a spacewalk? Uh, I'm hoping to use my search skill somehow. Oh, go like search the outside of the ship. Yeah. <laughs> uh, most likely, that wouldn't give you the information that you. Here's would want. what we could do. Okay, we could spacewalk. Look in the windows. Oh, so spacewalking is still on the table. Spacewalking <laughs> is still definitely on the table. You, uh, um, oh, the, so yeah, the other thing is. Is um, the tech priest speaks up once more, uh, sir? If oh, you would permit me, I have completed a. He glares at you. <laughs> thorough scan of the ship. It seems like the only system that is activated is their uh, uh, life support. Thanks. Okay. For, uh, Thanks, tech pervert. <laughs> <laughs> the the navigator uh, also chimes in. Uh, the distress beacon that we are receiving from them seems to be automated. Um, uh, I'm not have any psychic connection to any other navigator on their ship, so and their warp drive I, appears to be inactivated. Mater D, if we get over there, I can activate. I can get that ship up and running again. I promise you. That's another ship for the fleet. How how large is this ship? Um. So, uh, the tech priest again says. Again, the ship, uh, from what I've able to scan. God, your voice is so annoying. I, uh, it's better than flesh. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to be a uh, some sort of colony or transport ship. Colony or transport? What sort of goods would they be holding? Let's roll a um, imperial lore on the on the idea, uh, idea of a colony ship. If you want to roll common lore, you seventy five. I don't bother knowing that sort of information. Uh, I've got people for that. I got a thirty three, which is going to be uh, one degree of success. So, um, biscuits, you would know that. Uh, oh, two degrees actually, because I needed to be fifty five. Yes. Okay. So thirty-three. Yeah. So it's a success with uh, it's a success with one degree of success. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, biscuits. You would know that these uh, ships, these colony ships, are used by the Empire most likely to settle a new world. Mm. Uh, they fill these ships with like uh, human beings, like dirt, dirt, what hobbits, uh, planet bitches, planet oh. bitches. Yeah. They fill these ships with planet bitches um, and uh, usually lots of supplies, heavy investments for the Empire to colonize a world. Now, the only reason they would ever colonize a world is if it had some sort of natural resource that they wanted to obtain on it. You would know that the idea that this is a colony ship uh, means that whatever they – wherever it was going was probably to colonize a world and there's an untold amount of wealth behind oh. an endeavor like this. Mater D. Mater D. Mater D. Mater D. I've had another thought. What's that, Biscuits? Their their ship is totally immobile right now. Right. Let's send a skeleton crew over there to help patch it up. Now, I will not be involved in this crew. <laughs> I would like us – to beat them to the planet. That's fantastic. You're right. Mm -hmm. And I'll have my boys go real slow on those repairs. They'll bumble. They'll drop tools. They'll maybe maybe a couple of them will get sucked out into space. But if of we course, have to. they'll start by giving us any vital navigational information they absolutely, might have aboard. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I could. In why fact, do we want to beat them to the planet? Because who? Because that planet. There's something valuable on that planet. Look. Let me explain space to you. Space 
okay. is mostly useless garbage. But every once in a while, you get something called a planet full of nutritious monies that feed the egos of people like me. Okay. We go down there, we could suck up a bunch of water. They might have zinc. Oh, How long's man. it been since you've had Water some zinc in your system? It's been too long, oh, my bones. My, we're out of multivitamins? <laughs> <laughs> you've had three colds this past four months. Yeah. You get some zinc in there, we boom! Have, we have the women's multivitamins, though. Yeah, but yeah. that just jacks your estrogen level oh, up. Boy. Oh, and then we're crying again. Yeah. That's what I need. So that's what I say. I'll send some of my boys over there. They're discreet. They'll, they'll, they'll do the job. They won't do it well, but they will tell us where this ship was going or maybe we could go over there and determine that and then just i'll, I'll go over there i don't know i like the scenario you're pitching where we stay here in the safety of our ship there's a documentary series called star trek where the captain was always leaving the ship and he had all these adventures now i've this only is, seen the documentary there's no there's no record of star trek <laughs> that survived into the 40th millennia all right well no. i saw a documentary called Battlestar galactica <laughs> that is canon and people love it it's the only thing that gives them a sucker I, here's so mater d i've got two options for you all right first option is we go over there i'll tinker with their toys and we will and i'll figure out where they're going i'll leave some of my boys there to to do the repairs while we scoot on down to the planet and and divvy up the the natural resources the second option is we stay here we enjoy a nice meal a couple no. drinks okay my oh boys my will go over there do everything uh and we then we'll go just the, relay the it back buffet module we absolutely could uh we can go back to the buffet module they're allowing us back in there now that's great because mm. the demon infestation in there has been a pain it wasn't Ugh. great it wasn't a great situation Meat- having demons in the gravy. Meatball, you're my military strategy man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We received a distress beacon uh, from a ship that appears to have no life forms on board. You don't know that it has no life forms on board. That appears to have no life forms on board. At least the <laughs> psyker's gone. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, you're not getting any communications from the ship. Right. No comms on the ship. Would it be better to send a landing party or personally have the most valuable members of the crew go down and deal with things themselves. As an expert military strategist, mm-hmm. I think that the best thing that we could do is all go over to the spaceship and investigate ourselves. Great. All right. Uh, because all right. I, love- I don't trust a skeleton crew. It's a bunch of perverts like the tech priests. My, my boys are rock they solid. Get, they okay. get real confused. What, what about this? We, we take a crew of your boys over. They start repairing while we personally get the navigation information. Yes. So that Only we this, go ahead to this the planet. Was, this was my first scenario that I presented. Great. I had a great idea. <laughs> the crew We're going to go with have, my idea. The crew that you have on board the Golden Corral right now. No, so what you sent away was most of your troop ships. It's not uncommon for a detachment of Imperial Guard to travel with rogue traders being like basically on loan to them. Uh, the rogue trader can like commandeer units and tell them that, you know, he's going to wage this minor war and he needs the Imperial Guard to, you know, to fight orcs or something like that. And the Imperial Guard will have to go with him. Most recently, you used the Imperial Guard uh, to uh, help quelch that slave... Quelch? Jesus Christ. No, that's a word. Quelch. Help quelch <laughs> that uh, slave rebellion on Yatar 5. Oh. 
those Imperial Guard troops are no longer with you. They already went uh, in advance uh, to the next location, um, but they were really on loan anyway. So you kind of are operating on a skeleton crew. Granted, this is a big ship. Mm-hmm. You have enough people on this ship to service your ship, and you definitely have enough people like spare mechanics and things like that uh, that can go with you. You just don't really have a contingent of, uh, of guardsmen, basically. So here's what I'm going to say. We take the most worthless person on the ship, which is, uh, of course... This tech this priest. Tech priest yeah. The most Do worthless. <laughs> we push him ahead of us as we go into the ship. That way, if there's a trap, he's the first person to go. I could be of invaluable help to you on no, the no, ship. No, no, I couldn't. <laughs> as, oh, wait, as, or on, I can just stay here <laughs> and masturbate to my pornography schools. <laughs> I'm going to take you onto the ship with us only because those scrolls are starting to stick together. I, I, I put a mm. uh, I put a red shirt on the tech priest. <laughs> yeah, here, take the traditional red dress. I, I'm already oh, wearing yes. the red robes of the tech priests yeah, of Mars. No, this is, this, I, this is, I get what's happening. This is more like a polo shirt. <laughs> All right, let's... Just wrap him in Christmas lights so he's really attractive <laughs> to anything that's shooting. Communications officer, just uh, put in an order and make it pending for a new tech priest, just in case. <laughs> yeah, don't hit send on don't that order send. yet. Don't hit send. Just have that. <laughs> there are many other tech priests aboard this ship. I know. I, I, know I, I lean into all the, of them. We have lean into the I could go and uh, get one of them if it would suit you better. I, I whisper to the tech priest. You're not coming back. <laughs> just, just know you're not coming back. This is it for you. I, this I've is... had enough of <laughs> you're spying on me while I sleep and this, watching me. This body have sex is but a mere piece of flesh. It is nothing. Gotcha. I am nothing. You are so disgusting. The cult of technology will survive without me. All right, I'm, I, I put a red bandana around his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Get get a detachment of your slowest, most incompetent engineers. Oh. We'll bring this tech priest, and we'll all uh, grab one of the transports down to uh, the ship. Uh, you um, head down to the uh, uh, back to your flight bay, um, where the quartermaster um, uh, greets you. What's the quartermaster's name? Quartermaster's name is Yams Yugen. <laughs> Yams. Yams. Yams Yugen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sir. Uh, good news. Before those Imperial Redcoats left off, uh, they happened to drop us off a part of the uh, payment that you agreed to before you took down the mission to uh, uh, stop that slave rebellion. Excellent. Um, uh, I've already fit the arms and armaments on your transport. Yams, you do stellar work. Thank you, sir. What, you got something to say? (laughs) No, I, I think, hey, think you've done good work. I'm just going to double check it if that's all right. You it's took fine. an aggressive posture. Did I? I did. I certainly didn't mean I, to. I checked them out before they uh, loaded them onto the ship, and everything appears to be in working order. Sounds like you got a pretty good deal, sir. If you don't mind me saying, I always get the best deal. You. Uh... No one else has to talk to me. <laughs> I just had that information. <laughs> Everyone's still standing here, but we're not friends. <laughs> you on? Uh, How's your life? Social media. Uh... What? <laughs> Are you on social media? That was a direct question from a superior officer. I mean, no, I'm not. I don't know what that means. Where, where in the ship do you live? <laughs> How no. much money do you make? 
<laughs> I'm ashamed of the prophets. Look, I, I should go back to quartermaster. Oh, Why are you so <laughs> eager to get away from us? These are some big arms. You got nice big arms. I do. Do you have any plans for children? You work out? Do I have plans <laughs> specifically relating to children? Oh, to have children? Having children. I thought you just meant, do I have any plans that I might want to put upon a child? What was your childhood like? Wait, oh, do, horrible. <laughs> oh, everyone's was. We all have that in common. Be a little more specific with the details here. My childhood was fantastic. G- growing up on the pleasure world. <laughs> well, I grew up on a rape and insanity world. <laughs> oh, me too. Me too. What do you you think of me <laughs> honestly this yeah. is the longest we've ever talked perfect so just first impressions <laughs> I, I mean good guy <laughs> look i got to go he <laughs> he goes back to quartermastering whatever to that is <laughs> and uh a contingent of your um engineers um uh uh greets biscuits perfect hey boys uh, uh these are my boys this is uh <laughs> uh this is manny mac and joe uh, and they are the best mechanics that I have. All right, Manny, Mac, and Joe, mm-hmm. welcome to the detachment. Thank you. We're all glad to be here. Oh, yeah. Uh, Joe is the only one that can speak of the group, but uh, Manny and Mac fall in line pretty close with him. All Manny right. and Mac both have um, mutations, which are not uncommon in the void of space, and their mutations have basically destroyed their vocal cords. Um, so they're, they're twin brothers and their necks look like scarred, shriveled things. But otherwise, other than that, they look completely normal. Yeah. And just, just don't bring up their necks. Great. Uh, as you step aboard your transport ship, uh, you see the arms and armaments that your quartermaster was talking about. There are three new suits of uh, light power armor. Um, power armor is something, uh, and I'll show you guys a picture of some power armor. Uh, this is light power armor, so it's not going to be as bulky. Uh, normal power armor makes you hulking, uh, which makes you basically um, bigger than you already are. Power armor is something that's worn most most uh, famously by the space marines of the Imperium, which are like the greatest fighters and the strongest arm of the military uh, of the Imperium. Space Marines are genetically engineered humans. Got four hearts inside of their bodies. They're Whoa. like oh, they're wow. completely Time Lord. Yeah, they're completely um, like ripped apart He's and two. put back together. Oh, Let me see if there's actually any li- pictures of what light power armor is. Oh, okay. all right. It's light. It's it's more movable, but it offers slightly less protection. You it also has a uh, power pack on the back of it that lasts for um, between five and ten hours, depending on um, how you roll. How do basically. you pee in the power power armor? Uh, you do, it's the, it's 40k, you just pee wherever, pee, shit, do whatever you want, it doesn't matter, no, it just smells, and it's like, everything's the worst, so just do whatever you want. Alright, cool. Um, so yeah, so that, those new suits are a part of it, uh, the, uh, agreed upon price of completing, uh, that slave rebellion that you just put down. Oh, so these are brand new. Nothing is brand new because all of these th- this technology is lost to the ages. But it's brand new to us. It's brand new to you, and it looks like it's been well maintained. Okay, these are things that the tech that tech priests would do on your ship mm-hmm. um, uh, is maintain and like preserve your technology. But they don't really know how it works. They do know how it works, but the way that they, they know how tell. it works is like demons whisper to them in their brains and tell them <laughs> how it works. So it's like it's all it's all very. It's not very like, you know, no one's going to engineering school anymore. Okay. Drink it in, tech priest. 
Yes, these are very fine pieces of equipment. Oh, I'm sorry. His bandana slipped down. <laughs> Let me just remuffle also, him. Also, I can't drink because of my jaw. <laughs> uh, you remuffle him. Um, do you guys fit into your power armor now? Yes. Cool. Yeah, let's put it on immediately. Yeah, uh, yeah so you're all uh, now wearing your power armor, which means that you'll have the added benefits of the strength and the armor protection that it provides, as well as extra carrying capacity. I've been holding it uh, until I could get in the power armor. <laughs> And now I just pee. Great. <laughs> you pee all over that power armor. Okay. Way to break it in. <laughs> uh, you guys all uh, enter into the transport ship and head over to the ship. As you're heading over, the transport as like a more clear view screen and this ship is coming into uh, focus. This ship is humongous. It is a hulking mass of imperial steel. Uh, it is very, very impressive. Um, and it's obviously meant to house hundreds of thousands of uh, uh, potential uh, lives slash cargo slash gear. It looks like it's uh, everything that you would need to colonize a world, um, but it's also just a massive ship. Um, and we're going to fix it with three engineers. With, with Manny, Mac, and Joe. So <laughs> you, most likely, you I mean, you obviously don't know what's wrong with the ship yet, but that's, this, that's what this mission is about. It's about figuring out what mm-hmm. is wrong with the ship. Um, from the outside... Uh, you don't really see any signs of functioning. So, like, normally oh, okay. ships like this have, you know, like, gun turrets or sensor turrets and things are around the edges of the ship. Uh, any, like, auxiliary lighting, none of that looks to be on. Um, you, your tech priest did already tell you that life support seems to still be stable, but life support is usually the last system to come down. So, whatever whatever the ship, for all intents, of, intents and purposes, looks like a ghost ship. Hmm. Okay. And uh, now can we see if there's any dam- any like structural damage? There does not appear to be any structural damage to the outside of the ship. Um, go ahead and actually roll me. Let's see. What would that check be? You got to roll to see if the ship is damaged? Yeah. Can't you just see it as you're flying in? Well, in an RPG, you would have to roll to see pretty much anything. So <laughs> roll right. me a scrutiny check. It's a perception check uh, to see if there- if you can notice any damage. Is that me? Uh, everyone can roll a scrutiny oh, okay. check. I think scrutiny is a basic skill. All right. 47. What's your perception? 35. Uh, so no, you wouldn't see it. I got a 21, so I succeeded with also a degree. Unless do you have any scrutiny as a skill? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Is it what level? Trained. Oh, cool. So then you would succeed. You succeeded with a degree of success? Yes. And James? I am very busy looking in the mirror, (laughs) trying to appear to be, you know, a captain. Um, So one of the spots, the the ship looks pretty much undamaged by uh, any conventional means. Um, It does look like it's been through... Like, this is not a new ship, so it does look like it has been through the ringer before. Uh, maybe it was in, like, an asteroid field at one point. Um, it definitely, definitely nothing on it that would look like it would take down main power or anything like that. Okay. No laser burns, no, like, starship fire, things like that. You, you can't see any d- discernible, like, fighting uh, marks on it. Mater D. Report. There's no discernible damage to the outside, but the ship appears completely powerless and dead. Which makes me believe that the enemy is on the inside of this thing. So, before we dock, uh, I would like to take some precautions to our airlock and whatnot. I have a security skill. Okay. So, I would like to uh, set up some, like, turrets 
Yeah, just oh, press yeah. the you button know. twice so that you hear it beep. Yeah. <laughs> also, it might be a good idea to, say, attach a GoPro to the tech priest's head and just kind of push him in and have him wander around. I love where Which your one, head the is GoPro at. Which one, the GoPro on his head or the floating skull? I love my, where your heads are at. I brought two. My servo school uh, is creating shut, recordings. Shut, at- shut, shut, <laughs> shut. <laughs> Jesus Christ, tie that bandana tighter. Uh, the security skill would most likely be used to like uh, bypass locks and stuff like that when tech use wouldn't come in pl- into play. Okay. So it's more like um, uh, kind of like hacking than it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, well then, uh, then, may- then maybe you could set something up since you're our combat expert. Oh, yeah. yeah I just don't want to be ambushed going into this uh, this ghost ship. You um you come in through the they have a very similar protocol as all Imperial ships do to where the uh landing bay of the ship is like the outside doors like open up when you approach with Imperial codes and you go inside um the test for gravity test for gravity all reveal that the gravity life support is all functioning as soon as the airlock closes it looks like um all all the pressure has been restored and from your viewpoint the like the hangar bay is relatively big uh. Looks like the hangar bay, nothing seems to be amiss in the hangar bay. You see other ships, transport ships that they have in here. Mm. Uh, nothing. Uh, uh, no people? No people. That you don't see any people. Radio back to the ship. I want them to send a detachment of thieves to take all of these extra ships in the hangar bay. All right. We're not coming away empty-handed. Definitely not. All right, I'll get my, I'll get my best thieves on it. <laughs> <laughs> but did I say thieves? I meant thieves. Yeah, no, thieves. I'll get the thieves yeah. on it. Yeah. Um... Yes, you send a radio back to your ship uh, to um, start sending people over now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I want this ship picked clean. Right. If there are any survivors on board, ignore them. Wonderful. All right. So yeah, uh, let's. I'll get my. I'll get my thieves. I'll get my. I'll get a couple more engineers out here. Uh, so do you want the only way? There's no radio. Oh, we've got a psychically. Yeah, or you you have a transport pilot right now that can go back to the ship and bring another. Oh yeah, let's send the transport pilot. That way, we're stuck here. Yeah, no, I, I would much rather send a psychic message through the demonic void to alert any demon presence. As, as far as sending these psychic messages work, it's they don't even like touch through the void. They just send them through the. I mean, it's it's not really. It's not going to draw be, any attention. But also, to us. you do not currently we have, don't have in anybody. your party yeah. unless one of the uh, twins with mutant necks can do it. A, a psyker capable of of doing so. What's that? Any the twins with mutant necks? All right, they being talk. <laughs> everyone being aware that psychers are almost immediately cra- corralled up to be fed to our emperor. Mm-hmm. Has anybody here been hiding psychic powers that we could use to contact the ship? I slowly. Shake my head no. <laughs> Are you sure? I methodically nod my head yes. Psychic powers? Uh, no. No psychic powers. If we no. can restore... No, no, no. Alright, I'll let him finish. <laughs> if we can restore communications to the bridge, the same message that was broadcast back to our ship, we can use that same messaging system to communicate with the Golden Corral. Oh, this is the great. first good idea you've yeah. had in your miserable life. So on the one yeah. hand, you did a good job. On the other hand, slap. Oh. <laughs> you slap I, the servo skull and it like yeah. wheels around and makes R2-D2 sounds. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't want to wait 
that long to start salvaging this ship. I, If we can't restore power to this ship, I want to load up with all of its goods as quickly as possible. All right, well, how about we have... Uh, I'll have... One of my boys here, mm-hmm. he can, he'll start salvaging the hangar bay, loaded into the transport ship. Great. On the way, he can take it back, and then they can gather up. You know, I'm, I'm trying to are, think. Are of you like sure your boys chicken, can handle this? I'm They're trying to think licking of like a chicken their hands fox right now. Goose or or bag of corn situation. What was that? <laughs> uh, Manny, Mac, get your hands out of your mouth. Well, well, they take their hands out of their mouths. Um, you would know that. The, like the transports and stuff that they have aboard the ship, although valuable, are kind of small potatoes to what the ship itself is worth. Mm-hmm. Um, and while you would probably never want to steal from the Imperium, because the Imperium is the last enemy that you as a rogue trader would want, um, you would probably be able to negotiate a uh, finder's fee or a helping fee for recovering the ship and, and getting them back on their way. Okay. Mm. Uh, right. For a rogue trader, a lot of their business is about percentages. So, like, if you could own even 5% of whatever investment this was, that would be uh, an enormous windfall for you. All right. All right, so I'll just go ahead and have him start dismantling stuff and uh, rooting around, stealing, yeah. getting the thieves over here. Is that uh, <laughs> is that still the plan? Okay. I want to identify the most valuable cargo, erase it from the records. We're still taking that, but the rest of it is a real concerted effort to get this up and running again. Perfect. Listen, Perfect. no think, one's going to notice I the ha- most valuable cargo is missing. Looking around, seeing there's no people anywhere, that would seem to indicate to me that something something bad happened here. Go ahead okay. and, roll, uh, and roll me a logic check, Brad. Okay. Um, do you have logic as a skill? Seventy-nine. So no, you didn't. You, you, but anyway, I don't have any thoughts. I just uh, look around and I've I'm got, just. Can I do, you, can you, I do you, an awareness? You, uh, no, logic. Logic is a basic skill, so everyone should have can have basic in it. Oh, okay. You no. can roll untrained. Uh, no. Okay, so you all look around. <laughs> Brad, what's your goddamn name? Cupcake. Cupcake. <laughs> uh, Meatball sub, aka Cupcake, um, mentions that there are no people around. <laughs> we'll have biscuits look around, mention there sure are a lot of transports, and then uh you mention yeah, no transports and no people. But no one has any further thoughts about what All that right. could mean. They're just observations about the state of things. Alright, great. It's hard to come to conclusions based on things you see. Logical evidence. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, there's eight transports here. Hmm. How no. many how many transport slots do we have on the ship? Versus how many transports? Uh, in your hangar bay? Yeah. You can fit most of you, If you wanted to take all of these transports, you could fit them all in your all hangar right, bay. All right, we're taking the transports. Okay, okay great. Because so no matter they're not going to notice if transports are missing because somebody could have fled the ship. Exactly. All right. Exactly. Now, I would, if I, if I may, if I may. You I may. Have, I've been cooped up on this transport ship. I would like to get to the meat and bones of this Colony ship. Let's have not yeah. opened the doors to your transport yet. Yes, but the atmosphere you've tested outside seems to be fine. I I would I your, really want to get in this. Right. Your power Let armor that you this. also have also has um uh comes with helmets that you may you can wear. You don't necessarily have to wear, and the helmets um are like oxygenators, so they will, will let you breathe in atmosphere. 
but we know that there is atmosphere correct in there. Okay, so we'll so, bring helmets just in case. Yes, and I super glue the GoPro to the tech priest's head. <laughs> <laughs> I have recording device. All right. Okay, you have become one with new technology, <laughs> and my eyes are already cybernetic I, eyes that record everything. You know, you know that here I we go. I got the super glue and pouring it into his into his mouth, and <laughs> he shut shut the mouth. I don't have a mouth. <laughs> it's a it's a grate <laughs> on my I, lower jaw. I pour jaw. super glue into the grate. <laughs> Could you please put the GoPro in the back of his head? Ah, <laughs> uh, no. We we got his we got front facing cameras on the eyes. If it's in the back the of his servitor, head. has a three hundred sixty degree range <laughs> right. of vision. Okay. All right, I, I, uh, how is it? It's more super glue. <laughs> I don't think you understand the mechanics and, 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 of the and, uh, way that <laughs> I'm mostly machine. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, so Mater D, please, I, I you, you know me. I love working on ships. I've got to know how this ship works. Will you just let me get to the bridge and get the power back up? We gotta get we gotta get to the bridge anyway because we need the information on their nav computers. How far is the bridge from where we're entering the ship? I'm, I'm willing to bet it's roughly six hours <laughs> away. Uh, the the actually the bridge is not that far away from where you're entering the ship. Um, it's probably two three hours. Two three hours. No, uh, narratively you could probably get there in like twenty minutes. All right, it's, it's a sh- it's a short trip to the bridge. All right, cool. Um, however, the actual engine controls where the warp drive would be housed can't be housed anywhere near the bridge because of how fragile it is uh, and and how um, like temperamental it is. So that's going to be housed in a completely different part of the ship if that's where you want to send your engineers to go. Uh, that is where I'd like to send my engineers while we go to the bridge. Oh, absolutely. That uh, sounds great. Do you want to arm your engineers at all? No. Hey, those are my boys. <laughs> that is all not right? your call. This is not your, the, you're, you're out of line here, all right? And also, I'm going to super glue GoPros like, to the <laughs> I can also, if, you, if you'd like to retroactively rule, your ship does have, like, a contingent of, of uh, like, personal guard, like, ship guard, not mm-hmm. Imperial Guardsmen. Would you have liked to bring some of your guardsmen along yeah, the lines to protect absolutely. your engineers? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. So we'll say three engineers, three guardsmen. Um, do you want to arm the engineers or do you want to – I mean the guardsmen are armed. Uh, yeah. What do I – well, what do I have on the ship? What uh, do we so have on the transport ship? On this transport ship, um, there's also like a, a, a container of armaments. There's a couple heavy weapons, some heavy blaster cannons um, uh, that you may or may not want to take with you now that you have power armor um, that can technically use heavy weapons or like lift those heavy weapons. But there's also just some like bolt rifles, um, some laser pistols. Uh, th- like normal types of armaments that uh, people can – I mean maybe they're not going to be great with them, but if push comes to sub, they could probably Yeah, yeah. Let's All make right. sure everybody's armed. Okay. Yeah, yeah. of course. Your guardsmen yeah, no. are obviously sure. pretty well armed. Um, they've got their like laser pistols and bolters, and but you also give uh, laser pistols to uh, the guardsmen or the uh, um, mechanics as well. Okay. Also, if there's any, like, sharp pieces of metal in that box, give them to the engineers as well. Okay, the yeah. engineers take um, their engineering tools. <laughs> okay, great, great. <laughs> All, right. All right, sir. Um, we'll head to the uh, uh, void drive and uh, get it up and running again. You're an Imperial Guard, or...? Uh, no, no, this I'm, is Joe. A, this I'm is Joe. Joe. I'm a, an engineer. Okay. You met him He's the one who can talk. Ago. You know, I just immediately I mean, discard he any person who's irrelevant. would have been so irrelevant. distinct, though. Underst- yeah. Under- yeah. Understandable, sir. I, I don't hold it against. Two you. of them All were right. very hey, silent. You know, you know what your what your mission is, Joe. Go there, repair the warp drive. If if you encounter nobody along the way, do a good job. If you encounter some people along the way, half-ass it. You'll right? slow down. Yeah, yeah exactly. You'll slow down. Sir. This guy, he's a union boy. 
Space Union boy! Uh, cool, so him and the guardsmen head out. You guys are going towards a different direction on the ship, out the eastern bay of the uh, hangar deck. Okay. Cool, so the tech priest who's leading you guys? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's out front. Oh, Once again, boy. let me reiterate, he has a GoPro on his head. He's and, wrapped in Christmas lights. And also, he has super glue all over him. <laughs> all over. All the, tech, over. the tech priest who is covered in super glue and Christmas lights <laughs> heads out in front of you. He angles like the controls of the door and the door opens up. The only lights on inside of like this hallway are the red emergency lights that are like are guiding on the floor. It seems like all other systems are down. Okay. I kind of like push the uh, uh, priest the forward. priest forward yeah, a yeah. little ways. Uh, I, give although I, would actually, I give him a little kick in the ass. Yeah, though. actually, I guess you would be right behind him, probably, yeah. since you're a combat. Kick him in the ass with your power armor. <laughs> <laughs> well, very lightly. And, well, and also, he, he has he a robotic forward, I believe. Yeah. I, I, robot probably, ass. Yeah. 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 He dun, replaces dun, dun. ass. Well, I, the I first can't imagine why he probably. replaces ass. There's like no reason, no <laughs> well, like I, cosmetic I, reason to replace that. What? No cosmetic reason to replace his ass? I mean, like every other replacement he has is an enhancement. Like so he's got cybernetic let me, eyes. Let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. He's got all this tech stuff all over him. He just has a regular human ass. A regular natural ass. <laughs> he's got some regular organic he's got, ass. He's got regular human flesh. He's guys. He's not proud of let it. Let me okay? feel his okay. ass. All right. Is uh, it real? Yeah, it's real. All right, well, all right, cool. There we go. Okay. All right, so so we shove him out Great. ahead yeah. of us, <sighs> and he he moves along the edge of the ship, guiding you towards bridge. flight deck bridge. Okay. Yeah. Well, while you're moving through the ship, uh, it's a free action. So yeah, just make some awareness checks. Do you have awareness as a skill, Brad? No, I don't think so. It's the first, it should be like the first one. Go ahead and add it if you don't, because not with uh, any training, but I think you should have it. Oh, oh yeah, I do. Three. I got a twenty-five, so I succeeded with one degree. Perfect. I have a seventy-four. I'm distracted by trying to walk through the hallway with the correct posture. So, yeah, the tech priest is also kind of a a little bit um, distracted by just, like, overwhelmed by how, you know, just yesterday you guys treated him with respect and dignity, and now it's... (laughs) It's a whole different ballgame. Well, you know, uh, my insanity is 30, so, you know, it changes from day to day. Yeah, that's true. And uh, I don't even remember who this person is, honestly. <laughs> honestly. So as you're walking down the hall, um, uh, Biscuits is the only one that really has a, an awareness of what's going on here. Again, no visible or discernible signs of stress or any sort of conflict. The ship just appears to be empty. Okay, so I've learned nothing, and huh. I don't notice anything. Maybe, maybe they're having a meeting somewhere. You know, the let's if you who succeeded that check, since you succeeded that check, I'll let you roll either logic or common lore, whichever one is. is I'll take common lore. And I got an 11. Okay, perfect. Well, yeah, it's 55. You would um, you would know that this is not uh, especially for being void born born and um, being on ships your entire life. This is never the protocol for a ship. There should be more than just a skeleton crew on this ship. Even if all of the people were in like uh, cryogenic sleep or something like that mm-hmm. for transport, which is probably more costly than they would, they would probably just be all corralled in like a place. There should still be like guardsmen on the ship, especially since it's an imperial ship. There should be imperial guardsmen. There okay. should be crew, flight crew. Uh, there, there should be definitely be people on this ship. All right. Can I draw a weapon right now or can I only do that during combat? You can also always draw a, rep- a weapon if you want to. You okay. also all have quick draw as a skill uh-huh. um so you can draw weapons uh, like fast as free actions. okay i'd like to uh, let me see i'm gonna get out my heavy flamer okay i'm going to get out my storm bolter great that's like your assault rifle basically great knowing that i have quick draw i refuse to draw a weapon <laughs> perfect 
Uh, and then also I, uh, I, I'm, I'm stepping exactly where the tech priest steps. It's just so that they're like, I'm following directly in his footsteps. And you're right behind him? Uh, no, I am right behind. I think it goes the tech cupcake priest, yield. cupcake, biscuits. Vienna sausage. Vienna sausage. Vienna schnitzel. schnitzel. Yeah. Okay, great. Vienna per- sausage is my father. <laughs> You're a person behind him, but you're still stepping exactly where he I, steps. Yeah, like I'm, I'm watching. I'm Got seeing it. where he steps, and I'm, and I'm hitting those. Yeah. Perfect. Great. As, I'm uh, just lumbering along. I don't really care what happens to me. As you move down the hall, there is you come to the bridge. The tech priest finagles with the controls, and the uh, doors to the bridge do not open. Okay, uh, let me let me take the lead here. Mater D, I got this one. You approach the tech priest and he moves around. It appears to be a lockdown protocol. Oh, is it? Uh, yes. Is it? Tuna? I'm a tech priest. <laughs> Jesus. Hey, look. You would be treated just fine if you didn't go claiming equalhood earlier today. We have to remind you of what you are. I, I apologize. My flesh is weak. Oh. Look, look. Water under the bridge... We gotta treat you like a hostage for the rest of the day. Nobody takes pleasure in this. I'm having a ball. Hey, next time, next time you speak without being spoken to, I'm gonna cut off one of your limbs. Just know that that's gonna happen. Oh, he's he would. Yeah. Love he is that. not allowed to do that. No, I'm to totally allowed to do that. One of my weak flesh limbs with the glorious mechanics of cybernetics. <laughs> All right, all I'm right, glad all we're right. all on Step board. Aside. <laughs> Step aside. The tech priest uh, moves to the side. Yeah, and I shove him also. Uh, <laughs> he goes hard against a wall right, and kind perfect. of writes himself. And I shove him one more time. <laughs> I give him a sympathetic <laughs> shrug. You think we're going to feel bad for you, that one tear going down your cheek? This is oil. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, so what So what, what? am I looking at? I've got like a... a it's like a door a, panel, like, like a control panel. And okay. it's, it's, it's re- the readout is locked down and <clears> it's like... Completely locked down. The bridge is completely locked down. Cool. Um, so should I be? U- I guess I should be using security for this security or tech use. Yep. Well, he does that. Whichever. I'm going to put push uh, security random or tech buttons. Use. Security. I'm going to push okay. random buttons. He's uh, he's going to move past you and start jamming on buttons on the door panel. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Is that fine? No. No. It's not fine. I will you. Will I'm you already, stop? Will you stop? It, it would still. You would. You can't use security or tech use untrained. Do you have either one of them? Um, let me see here. Because if you don't, then you don't have to roll. You'll just jam on buttons. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to jam on Okay, so yeah. You... So and it, like, flashes five more attempts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it goes five more attempts, four more attempts, three more attempts. Cupcake, then, stand down. And then after that, you have three more attempts remaining, and Cupcake has... Uh, do you stand down? I'll stand down. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm going to go on uh, security... Yeah, I'm going to go on security. Cracking cool. a security system with Cupcake is what we call hard mode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I got a 37, which is a success with, what, because that goes up to 60? So a success with two? Perfect. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you... So, not- two attempts remaining. <laughs> yeah, two attempts <laughs> remaining. Uh, you uh, clear the lockdown mode, um, and while while you're like messing with the security in there, you look at the logs. It looks like, from what you can see, the lockdown was initiated uh, from inside of the bridge. This door opened one other time from inside the bridge after the lockdown, and then never again. Huh. So uh, you open the doors, and in front of you is an incredibly grisly scene of what looks like ultra violence. 
and this room of the flight deck is strewn with viscera, uh, corpses that have been annihilated in a disgusting and, uh, like, obscene way. Um, yeah, I'm going to need everyone to roll a will save. Oh. A what? It's a just a will check. So okay. you're testing so your willpower. Will uh-huh. All right. I am fine. 97. <laughs> 27. You might need to switch out your 50. dice out at some point. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why that keeps happening to me. You guys I'm are not fine. good at much of anything. You guys are fine, um, but you need to take a uh, point of... Let me just double check. Yeah, let's take one point of corruption. This so, gets me so hot, I can't even go in here. You have witnessed a scene of, like, depravity that you have before okay. le- never really seen something like this before. Um, so go ahead and grab a, get, add a point of corruption to your character sheet. After we've all seen it, I grab the tech priest and I shove him into the room. Uh, ahead of us. The tr- tech piece like stumbles into the room and like his server skulls looking around as he's looking around as well. Go ahead and roll me awareness checks. Oof. I'm too busy trying to look solemn. Yes, and I am focused on the back of the tech priest's head. I just rolled a zero again. <laughs> uh, that's 100. Double zeros. Double that's zeros. 100. That's 100. So, okay. So you push the tech priest in. All of you are standing outside of the room in the tech priest, uh, like his service goals moving around. He's looking around and he turns back to you from inside the room and says, they're all dead. <laughs> thanks. Uh, hey, thanks, uh, Einstein. Thanks, Einstein. Who? Einstein, the dog from Back to the Future? (laughs) Well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week, but be sure to join us again for more Rogue Trader shenanigans next week. Remember to check out the full One Shot convention schedule in the show notes. We've got so many wonderful events coming up for you, including ValorCon, where Kat and I will be on a panel with our friends Will Hindmarch, Kenneth Height, and Nathan Paletta giving GM advice. If you can go to ValorCon, you should go to ValorCon. We'll also be in Morristown, New Jersey, November 5th through 8th for Metatopia, the game design festival. And we wrap up this round of conventions with Acadicon in Oxford, Ohio, run by our friends at the RPG Academy. OneShot is a proud partner in the Chicago Podcast Co-op. If you're an advertiser looking to reach an engaged Chicago audience, be sure to contact the co-op about advertising opportunities. If you're a listener looking for some great new podcasts, check out An Hour with Your Ex. Comedians Mel Evans and Mark Collum force each other to watch their favorite movies and TV. The title started out as a joke, but it led to a marriage. It's still just a podcast. As always, a big thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend about the show. You can also leave us a rating or review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. If you want to hear more from the show, be sure to follow us on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod. Check out our Tumblr at OneShotPodcast.tumblr.com. Check out our Google Plus community. Or look for news on the site at oneshotpodcast.com. If you're looking to inquire about advertising rates, live appearances, and commissioning episodes, or you have a question or comment about something you heard on the show, contact us at gamemaster at oneshotpodcast.com. 
One Shot is a joint production between Peaches and Hot Sauce and Paracosm Press. Peaches and Hot Sauce is a Chicago-based comedy network with tons of great podcasts, videos, and live shows for you to check out at peachesandhotsauce.com. Finally, that music, which is right now swelling up over my voice, is Be Your Own Pet with Adventure, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. I